Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Warriors 24-7 podcast. Brandon Cadiz here. Follow me on Twitter at bcadiz0. And you know where to follow our podcast, Warriors 24-7, on Twitter as well. Again, joined here by my good friend, Warriors expert, Warriors insider. I'm going to call him Javier Landoverde with me again. And Javi, last week we predicted that the Warriors would start off 2-1 at the, at the best point. Uh, game three could have been a little iffy, and game three was a little iffy last night. Were you a little worried there? But the Warriors come out of Denver 3-0 series lead now and have a chance to sweeping the Denver Nuggets. Hey, Brandon. Yeah, like uh, game three, I actually had predicted that Denver would have probably take that one just because it's harder for game three to play away and, you know, the – Home crowd event, home crowd advantage, and home rules applies to it. So, you know, I thought, you know, yesterday Denver had a chance to to take it, but you know, this Warriors team, you know, they once again they they pretty much surprised me, and you know, they got the win yesterday. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that. I felt like the Nuggets definitely got more home favorable calls that you wouldn't have seen when they were playing the Warriors at Chase Center. But Javi, before we dive into this podcast, I want to shout out uh, Warriors 24-7 podcast host, my former professor at St. Mary's in our sports journalism class, giving me the opportunity here to do this podcast with you, Javi, every single week. I want to shout out Cyrus Saad says he does the uh, Warriors 24 podcast uh, with Rick Barry on our podcast network, and it's his birthday here today. So I'm glad the Warriors were able to get him a 3-0 series lead. Happy birthday, Cyrus Sotsas. Make sure you listen to their podcast with Rick Barry on our Warriors 24 podca- podcast network. And Javi, um, I want to, before we dive into this game, after a few days ago, after that game two victory, after Devin Booker went down two to three weeks with a right hamstring injury, Chris Middleton out three to four weeks with a left MCL sprain. The Warriors are the betting title odds favorites to get the NBA championship this season now. Yeah, Brandon, this season um, has been a very injury-prone season. I think probably the more I've seen than, like, other years, but it has carried off to the playoffs. You know, like, before playoffs started, we had Luka with the casting as well. Um, I, I think he's rumored to be back. I'm not sure if he's going to be 100%. And even with the Warriors as well, with Curry, you know, he recovered during that time with the foot injury, but he's been looking pretty good. Yeah, we'll look at those odds after we talk about our sponsor, Bet Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wager needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. 
head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Of course, when you do that, you receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And Javi, the odds for an NBA championship coming to that particular team from our sponsor, Bet Online, they have the Warriors as the betting favorite at plus 275, the Celtics and Suns at second, plus 450, and the Miami Heat there at plus 700. We'll get into it a little later, but right now, just a quick little explanation. Your thoughts behind this are the Warriors, is it their championship to lose right now? Yeah, I would put them very high. Um, you know, we look at the Suns with Booker injury. We don't know how severe it is, but for the Suns to come out and say he won't be playing the next two games, you kind of do think he might have a mid-level sprain. And i um, not sure how that will affect him long-term wise. And then there's other teams that have also dealing with injuries. But so I would I would take the Warriors. Um, I like you know, if you think about the way they play, they play different from any other team than the NBA. I think it'll be hard for defense. Even a good defense like Celtics or Heat might have problems with them. Yeah, right now the Warriors, uh, not that great of a bet right now. If you put $100, you win 275 right there. I'm waiting for them to maybe in the second round, if they take on Memphis or the Timberwolves, if they lose a game and that those odds improve, I might have to take it then when everyone starts to panic. You know how Warriors fans start to panic on Twitter, Avi. You've seen it. You've, yeah. seen, it, you've seen it so many times. But we got to talk about last night's victory in game three of the first round. Warriors head to Denver. High altitude, right? We thought that was going to affect them. They came out swinging and ultimately pulled to a 10-point lead by halftime. Largest lead of the game was 12 for Golden State. And they squeak it out there in Denver. 1-8 to 113 they were able to get it done Nikola Jokic arguably had the best game his best game of the series 37 points 18 rebounds and five assists and early on Javi the Warriors couldn't stop Nikola but later on in that fourth quarter when Draymond Green was playing defense what changed there for you in that game I think the team were prepared for Jokic Uh, you know if you've seen the Post-interviews with Michael Malone, Denver Nuggets coach, um, he said Jokic is going to be more aggressive. And, you know, and you would assume, too, that uh, just because they're in home crowd, they would get home rules. And we almost saw Draymond get fouled out, but he didn't. He stayed with five fouls. But, you know, I think towards the end of the game, not sure. I know Coach Malone has said that Jokic is a good athlete, but you could see a little bit that Jokic was kind of gassed out, but I like what Kerr did. And he threw a lot of different people at Jokic towards the end of the game. Draymond and Wiggins were effective versus him. And I think towards the end, we, we saw that even other guys that got the ball from Jokic were missing wide open shots towards the end of the stretch. So I think I like their game plan, how they set up versus Jokic during the last stretch of the game. Yeah, early on, we saw Nikola Jokic get doubled there. You know, you have Gary Payton come in, try to steal the ball. You have Steph there as the guard, and he was just hitting those fadeaway shots, backing it down in the paint like no one could stop him, whether it was Wiggins, even Looney. Looney only saw nine minutes in this contest, 
and he had four personal fouls. Basically, Warriors went small ball again with Draymond Green, and uh, Looney just filled in for those nine minutes whenever Draymond had to take a quick breather. But ultimately, Javi, last possession there, under one minute, Draymond Green guarded on Nikola Jokic, steals and strips the ball from him, timed it at the perfect angle and avoided the foul there, which was key because later on in that game, it almost seemed like the last two minutes took an hour. I'm exaggerating, of course, because there were just free throws after free throw after free throw, but I I regress and I go back to Draymond Green. How big of a steal was that and how big was his defense, especially late in this game? So I'm really surprised, Brandon. Uh, I think when we started off predicting about the series, I thought Draymond, I thought for some reason he was going to struggle a bit with Jokic just because Jokic is different from other guys that we've seen Draymond stop, like Anthony Davis um, and other bigs that Draymond done pretty well. But I- I'm surprised how well Draymond has adjusted. It's not more about using his athleticism or strength. It's more about positioning, be aware, maintaining eyes on the ball at all times and calculating the right time when Jokic would you know, use some of his skills to get a hook shot or finding a pass. And we saw that towards that, that amazing play towards the end of the game where, you know, if you saw the replay, Draymond's eyes were all the time in the ball and he was just waiting for Jokic to, you know, use his shoulder, lose control. And then he just tapped the ball out and then he quickly got in. And I'm, I'm surprised I, you know, you, there's not a lot of guys that can really shut down or play great defense on a back-to-back, um, you know, MVP type of player as Jokic and, you know, Draymond, he's been really great in this series. Yeah, I saw a tweet there posted by Stat News that Nikola Jokic um, would be the first NBA player to get swept after getting the MVP in the first round. And Jokic in his last seven playoff games that he's lost no other player on his team has scored more than 20 or 25 points I think is what the stat was that stat muse posted so that's crazy to me he needs some help and speaking of help we predicted uh coming into the series that we needed that second guy who was it going to be was it going to be Bones Highland Monte Morris Aaron Gordon right and Aaron Gordon I think had his best game of this series especially 18 points 12 rebounds and four assists. He had a double-double and he was key in keeping Denver in this game. He struggled at hitting those uh, mid-range shots in the first two games of the series, but he nailed a three-pointer later down in this contest. And he also was able to um, get in the mid-range, hit a couple mid-range shots. So he was the guy there that kept this game really close. If Denver has a chance of pushing this contest and not getting swept, I think Aaron Gordon uh, is that key player for Denver to help Nikola Jokic? What are your thoughts, Javi? Yeah, have you seen the post interviews with Michael Malone? He's been preaching uh, that second guy has to be Gordon. He says he has said in the past that whenever Gordon attacks more the basket and not settle more for open shots, that that just opens their offense even more. And you know that home crowd, you know they definitely pumped up Gordon. He definitely had his best game so far for this series. Yeah, and that crowd was rocking early on in Denver. I saw that uh, Warriors fans, a third of them, 
actually bought tickets in Ball Arena and NBC Sports reporter Kareth Burke for the Warriors actually tweeted that it's so crazy that you could have sat three rows behind the Warriors bench last night for $300 and take a round trip flight from Denver and San Jose for 300 So you could have watched and sat three rows behind the Warriors bench all in total for $600. A seat like that at Chase Center would have been easily over $2,000. Yeah, that's amazing, Brandon. Uh, but, you know, probably because it's a different state, uh, cheaper tickets than California. Cheaper tickets, cheaper taxes. You know, you know how it goes. We, we live in the most expensive state there is to live in. But we got to move on here, change topics, switch it up a bit. And we got to go to Steph Curry coming off the bench. That was the biggest issue or the biggest question coming into game three, Steph got his feet a little bit under him after the first two games, saw 21 minutes in the first game, 23 minutes in the second game. And we saw Steph, of course, score 30 plus points. Uh, that was the most points scored off the bench in 25 minutes or less in the NBA playoffs. And Steph, a lot of people were joking, six man of the year, six man of the playoffs. And last night, Steph off the bench in a grand total of 31 minutes, 27 points, 9 of 17 shooting, 3 for 9 from beyond the arc. A uh, little iffy there, 33%. And the free throws, man, 6 of 8. When did you see Steph miss free throws like he has this season? It's been a little off there from the free throw margin uh, this season for Steph. But ultimately, great game. What are your thoughts here coming into the game for Hobby? Do we switch it up and start Steph? But Denver hasn't had an answer and Steph coming off the bench. So what would you do if you were Coach Kerr? So I keep it the same, uh, and I think the reason why I would keep it the same is just because of the game, you know, minutes restriction that Curry has. Um, he's around the max he's doing right now is around like 30, 31 minutes is a stretch. But I think, you know, having the luxury of pool, and it's such a shame he didn't get into the most improved player award nominations, but just having luxury of having pool and Clay as being key offensive players that allows Curry to come off the bench, get some rest, and you know, hopefully for this series he has gotten some reps and minutes to get into back into shape and recover as well. But I wouldn't fix if it's not broke. I think uh, Curry knows that Jordan Poole is on a very hot streak of you know scoring and shooting, and I think he's gonna ride it out until you know, depending the next series. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's been the debate um, in the Warriors' Twitter sphere. It's been the debate on Sports Talk Radio in the Bay Area. Like, are, is Steph saying that he's basically passing the torch right now, knowing that Jordan Poole is going to be the guy when he's gone? Is he just doing it a little too early here? Is it a scenario of going back uh, 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 Steve Young, right, um, and Joe Montana for the 49ers? Is it someone like um, Steph Curry taking over eventually or David Lee and Draymond Green? Do you like remembering that to the 2015 season? Like, is Steph Curry taking a back seat? Do you think there's something a little more there to his injury that we're not aware of? Or is this just nothing? I don't think so. I think it just shows you the... For me, I think Curry might be actually the best leader in the NBA just because he's not he's not very oh, yeah. 
ego as other superstars. And he acknowledges when he has a teammate who's really good right now that for him, it's fair for him to let that player keep flourishing and perform good. I do think whether Poole continues this or not, if he does kind of tend to cool down a bit, we would probably see Curry get slotted back to the starting lineup. And uh, and I think there wouldn't be no issues with that between both Poole and Curry. They both have a great relationship. It's kind of like a, you know, like a godfather Curry and little brother. You know, it's kind of like a big brother, little brother relationship they both have. Yeah, and I... Hey, this I said this last week. I've tweeted about it as um towards the last half of the regular season, the last month of the regular season. Jordan Poole looks better in year three than Steph did in year three. I'm just saying that he looks quick, he looks fast, a more athletic Steph Curry. I, I know I know Warriors fans might at me after saying that, but Jordan Poole is just incredibly amazing, a godlike talent would you agree that he was better right now in year three compared to where staff was at in year three I like well it's hard comparing it just because different generations when Curry was in his third year it, it was just different brand of basketball but I like Jordan Poole what he brings in terms of skills and offense uh his handles he has a quick first step burst and Shooting wise, he could shoot off the ball on the ball as well as scoring on the ball. So I like what he brings in, uh, and I think you know he's he's been a good fit. I think he, you know, it's kind of hard saying like who's a better player in the third year, uh, but in terms of how the NBA is playing right now, in terms of just pure skills and offense, you can't really argue that he is not as skilled as any offensive player or like all-star level player right now like you know look at his skills like it's not you know compare that to Luca or Purry like he he's in that same par in terms of offensive skill and that's crazy in his third year that how well he is yeah we'll get into a little debate here after we get to our sponsored credit Carmen I'll ask you who you would rather build an NBA team around LaMelo or Jordan Cool. And we'll get to that, Javi. But by the way the Warriors are rolling right now, they could ultimately head to the NBA Finals. And, hey, I, I might be a little tempted there to uh, go to an NBA Finals game, save up for that. And sometimes people have expenses that they need to pay off before making a big purchase. And that's why we want to take a look at our sponsor here, Credit Karma. If you're planning for a big expense, don't put those car repairs or medical bills on a high-interest credit card. Credit Karma can help you look for a low-interest personal loan that can save you money while you pay off your purchase. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized for you, so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you your chances of approval, so you can choose between loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and so you can apply with more confidence. Comparing loans on Credit Karma is 100% free, won't affect your credit scores, and could save you money. If you're ready to apply, then head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. 
That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. And Javi, that's, this is the question I've been asking a couple of my friends too, and I want you to answer this, putting you on the spot a little bit here. You know, there was that discussion of the Warriors passing on LaMelo Ball, taking James Wiseman, and James Wiseman has not seen the floor in almost two years now, or in a year and a half now. And for Jordan Poole to arrive and ultimately play that LaMelo Ball role, the LaMelo Ball piece that the Warriors could have had, his playmaking has improved, his handles have improved. Jordan Poole versus LaMelo Ball, putting you on the spot right now, who would you build an NBA team around right now? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I think I would take – I feel like Poole – Gotta give it to me I, I would pick Poole because I feel like the way the NBA plays right now, he's he would be key for an off, for the offense. And there's no shade at LaMelo. I think great talent. You know, he's going to be a great player. Um, but I think – with Poole's ability to play off the ball and on the ball is such a bigger scale than what LaMelo can play off the ball and on the ball. I still think LaMelo has to hash out some some stuff, you know, to be in that same level of being on the ball and off the ball player. So I, I definitely would take Poole uh, to build a team around. Yeah, I, I say I give Jordan Poole the off the ball talent, obviously, but LaMelo Ball... I think right now I would still say LaMelo Ball is a better playmaker and passer, but Jordan Poole is getting there. Jordan Poole's handles have been gnarly. You've seen the in and out moves, crossing people over, and you saw that that little spin move he gave last night, but ultimately he traveled there against Aaron Gordon, but Jordan Poole is something to be seeing. And we got to talk about uh, this debate going around in the Warriors world. What do we name this lineup? We saw the death lineup, the small ball lineup. We saw the the uh, Hamptons five lineup with KD there. And now Curry, Thompson, Green, Wiggins, and Poole. Javi, if you were to name them right now, what would you name them? I know I've, you've probably heard all the weird, crazy names going around. What would you name this lineup? Ooh, uh, so the... I think one of the craziest names for the group that I've seen and I do like is uh, PTSD, which is yeah, cool. Bro, bro. Like, <laughs> Thompson. Okay, okay. I gotta, yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta, I gotta let you know here. Like I'm all for that, but you know, the negative com- connotation going with it and yeah. mental health. I think that, if it that wasn't was, for, it that, for that, yeah, I agree too. Uh, I think if it wasn't for that, I would definitely want that. Um, let me let me throw some names that I've heard that I've heard. Um, Death lineup 2.0, uh, common one. Um, the liquid lineup, the fast five. Personally, I, I know you've heard Jordan Poole scream out "Money Time" when he hit that clutch bucket to beat Denver in the regular season in Denver. I like the Money Time lineup. I think it's simple and sweet. You can go off uh, be, them being cash money, hitting those three pointers with a trio coming up in clutch situations like Andrew Wiggins last night. And also money can refer to Jordan Poole when he screamed out money time and Draymond money green. So that's my favorite. Yeah, I like, I like that one. Heard also that the death star uh, referencing to the star Wars movie. Uh, that wasn't yeah. that bad either. 
yeah, no, there's plenty of great lineups there. But whenever I tweet it out, I'm always going to call it the the money time lineup. I really like that. And why the five guys, man, Javi, the five guys have gone off hitting big shots. Clay Thompson last night, 26 points. Of course, Jordan Poole and Steph with 27 points each tied with a lead in scoring. Tied for the team in scoring is what I meant to say. Uh, 27 points for Jordan Poole last night. Jordan Poole is a star, and it got a little scary there at the end with the elbow injury. Were you a little worried there when Jordan Poole hit the deck hard? I was. I I was concerned uh, just how this year's playoffs have been with guys getting injured. Uh, You know, I I did got worried, but um, so far we haven't had a severe injury report on him, and he played throughout the whole game, um, so he looked pretty good. Yeah, and of course my go-to is – uh, Dr. Narab Pandya from UCSF. He's the main sports guy, main uh, Warriors guy to always look out for for his updates. And he said that having a heat pad last night, it was good in the sense that you knew that it wasn't a really bad injury because it wasn't iced, right? Like you're just trying to warm it up. It, it wasn't a bad injury because obviously Jordan Poole came back into the game. And man, when he came back, he attacked the rim, got the end one on the flip layup. And he also hit the deck, the floor hard again, and he fell and spilled. And maybe ultimately that's what caused a free throw issue for him too. Like what was up with that? They're the league's two best free throw shooters, by the way, of the, by a free throw percentage. So it was just weird to see both Steph and Jordan Poole miss two free throws. Yeah, it was kind of weird just because we're used to them, you know, knocking down all of them, but could be, you know, those once in a while games where, you know, unless like maybe one of the announcers, I wasn't sure they probably cursed it by saying, you know, it's going to go in and they missed. But other than that, then, you know, I think once in a while they'll miss, you know, a few of them. Hey, Javi, I can relate to that. Doing play-by-play broadcasting. The broadcaster jinx is real. Every, ta- every time you say something good, the next play, the player turns it over. The player misses the shot. The player does something wrong. So Bob Fitzgerald needs to chill there on the Warriors side, you know, like not try to jinx them there. So, yeah, but Jordan Poole, a little bit of some pool fun here. And uh, but before we do that, we got to get to our last sponsor here in Athletic Greens, Athletic Greens, man, vitamins packed with energy. That's what's given. Maybe Jordan Poole has taken a little bit of this from his epic run in the past month. I don't know, but Jordan Poole is on a different level once again. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. And with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. It's going to help you with your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. And there's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals of artificial anything. Javi, we could have used this when we were hitting the gym there at St. Mary's. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One scoop a day in your cup of water. That's it. That's all you need to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athletic 
greens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens take ownership of your health. So Jordan Poole's crazy numbers, Javi. 30 points on 9 of 13 in the first game. 29 points on 10 of 16 in the second. And of course, last night in game three, 27 points on 9 of 13 shooting. And he scored 86 points on 42 shots. And shout out to this info that Anthony Slater tweeted out. But he becomes only the 16th player ever to score 25 plus in his first three playoff games. Just taking a step back, those numbers are a lot to take in and just shows you how efficient he's done it in shooting. Yeah, Brandon, I think, you know, for this series, Jordan has surprised many of us. Uh, We knew the last two seasons how much he has made as an improvement, but now we're thinking about him, you know, potential being an all-star future player and, it's just been really surprising and he's such an X factor for this team. You know, teams should be worried about Steph and Clay, but then you have a third guy that can score and shoot off and on the ball like him. He's definitely, you know, deserves to be respected right now in the postseason. Yeah, he absolutely needs to be respected. And coming off the bench last night, Denver or coming off the bench whenever Steph came in and he and Jordan Poole needed a rest or during that injury, um, Denver's was like, hey, we need to play better defense. And it seems towards the end of the game, they were able to figure out a little bit of this fast five money time lineup. They were able to get to it and figure it out. And they were like, hey, we'll just foul them hard. We'll just make them earn it from the free throw line. Do you think the Nuggets have found a little bit of an answer there and that more teams down the line as the playoffs get deeper, they're just going to, it's a three guard lineup. These guys are small are they just going to keep on hacking and fouling these guys to make it a little bit harder on their bodies? Yeah, they can, Brandon, but the only issue is all these three guys, they're really good free throw shooters. So if you want to give up the three and foul them, they're going to accumulate those points through free throws. That's a, that's a great point right there. And that's what the last five minutes of that game last night almost seemed like a back and forth free throw game by both teams. And here's a crazy stat for you. Um, this is stat news poking a little fun at Jordan Poole and Michael Jordan, both having the Jordan names. Jordan's Jordan Poole scored 86 points in his first three playoff games, and Michael Jordan scored 88 points in his first three playoff games. That's a coincidence there, right? Like, they're saying Jordan Poole is the next Michael Jordan. I mean, who knows? Maybe Michael Jordan is Jordan Poole's godfather. You know? But, you know... That's crazy, Stan. I, I didn't even know about that, but that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. Shout out to StatMuse for that one. Pulling that one deep out of the back pocket to try to find that stat. That, man, that, that's really wild. But if we're going Jordan Poole is Michael Jordan, then you've seen how everyone has been saying, too, that Otto Porter Jr. is Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> reincarnated. He, he, he literally looks like Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, and well, I'm not sure if there's video of um, Will. I'm not sure if they sound like each other too. Oh man, that's that's something I got to. That would be up. trippy. That's that like uh, play it next episode. Brog- yeah, that's like Brogdon sounding like Obama. Who? Malcolm Brogdon. Does he really? 
Yeah, like you could like like you could actually find videos, but he does sound like Obama. Oh my god. Um <laughs> I gotta check into that and oh yeah, so for the viewers today, I'm not at my normal spot. I'm in Seattle today, um taking a little vacation for myself. But last night we were we our flight got delayed because uh, President Joe Biden was in Seattle and Air Force One was landing and we couldn't fly in because the plane that was going to Oakland to get us had to be stalled 30 minutes extra because, you know, you can't fly within Air Force One. You had to you got to have 30 minutes in between the flight. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's definitely, you know, probably a cool experience, but also, you know, a bit of a small hassle just for the waiting time. Yeah, no. Uh, speaking of being in Seattle and former great Seattle supersonic Gary Payton, his son went off last night. Gary Payton the second, 11 points on a perfect four of four shooting, three of three from beyond the arc in 14 minutes and was second to the Warriors and uh, plus minus at plus 10. The bench struggled last night, Javi, and we praised Nemanja Bialica, um, Otto Porter Jr. the last time we recorded this podcast, but frankly, to say it nice, they basically uh, shat the bed last night and GP2 uh, took over. Yeah, Brandon, uh, Steve Kerr has, you know, I, we said it, you know, on previous podcasts, but this Warriors team, it's pretty deep and how much many players and talents they have. Um, they could have key guys like Bielitsa and, and Otto Porter have bad offensive nights. And then you have guys like Gary Payton who comes in and provides a chip on offense. You even had guys like Andre Iguodala contributing on defense and offense as well. So he has a lot of different weapons he could throw at teams. It was key for Gary Payton the second to come in last night. He did a great job of stopping those guys in Monte Morris, uh, Bones Highland, fast, quicker guards that Denver had. And, being able to switch on Nikola Jokic and know when to switch at the right time while hopping back and hedging tier defender. Great job by GP2. Love how he has finally made an impact in this series. And like you said, maybe later on down the line when they face more athletic teams like the Memphis Grizzlies or Timberwolves uh, down the line too, when maybe they clash and face the Suns in the finals with DeAndre Ayton, we see Jonathan Kaminga or we see a little bit of Damian Lee or maybe even JTA, depending on the matchup. The Warriors team is very deep, as we've mentioned all season long. We can't forget about Andrew Wiggins, though, the two-way guard the Warriors signed and traded for, of course, in the D'Angelo Russell trade. He's been big in this playoffs hobby. He scored 16 points in the first game, 13 points in the second, and last night, nine points. But what stands out to him that you mentioned, he leads the Warriors in rebounding. Yeah, Brandon, I really do like how they've, what the Warriors done, you know, you know, perhaps in Minnesota, Wiggins, you know, situation could have been that they overcomplicated the way he plays and how the system is run there. And coming into the Warriors, I think they've really simplified his position. They, they told him like, you know, what they expect from him and what they need from him. And I think that has helped him out throughout his career with the Warriors. And I, I really like how, you know, for this series, he's been focused more on defense and rebounding, but he's been able to also knock down uh, key shots in the game or drive to the basket when he's cutting. 
Yeah, Andrew Wiggins went from being the second key player that they needed all the way back to the uh, post-D'Angelo Russell days in which he had to be the second best player. And now he goes to being the fourth best player. And that's what you need. And if you have Andrew Wiggins as your fourth best player, that means your team is really good because Andrew Wiggins, former first overall pick, of course, by the Cleveland Cavaliers, now goes and becomes a fourth best player. You got Clay, you got Steph, you got Jordan Poole, and of course, you got the enforcer in Draymond Green. Andrew Wiggins is just playing a Harrison Barnes role is what everyone likes to say and goes back to. But I think he's doing an even bigger job at that because Andrew Wiggins has been boxing out, using his body, and he's been able to affect guys defensively and in rebounding, like you said. And also last night, Javi, let's go and mention Andre Iguodala. I know you mentioned him when we were talking about the bench a few minutes ago. Andre Iguodala was left open from the three-point line, and he wasn't taking the threes that he normally does. And I think I have a theory behind that. Next spasms are not a joke, and... I think it just affects you when you're shooting high up. You got to get a little bit more shoulder action there because how big those arms are from Andre Iguodala. And I think he did a great job of being able to pass out and find his guy. What are your thoughts there, Javi? Yeah, if you actually been following Andre's career, uh, he's actually had a lot of uh, – issues with back spasm even dating back to the 2016 finals uh that game block game winning block lebron did on him he was dealing with back spasms but if hadn't andre had back spasm we i think we see you know him dunking on lebron but i think andre talked about it that he to fix that issue the warriors gave him time and he's seen many specialists and acupuncturists that that have treated him and coming into this game, he has felt very good. I think we see, we saw a play versus the Nuggets where he attacked the basket and dunked them. Oh and my God. Posterized, yeah. you know, and one and one with Will Barton on there. So, you know, he's looked pretty good uh, so far. And even though he's, you know, towards his latter stage of his career, you know, he's still able to contribute to the Warriors. Yeah, well, that, there was that report. I don't remember the reporter that broke it, that basically they mentioned in the broadcast in game two that Andre basically said this is going to be his last season. So if he comes out with another championship ring, he's going to come out with four NBA championships. And what a career he's had, right? He wants to retire as a warrior, especially having great careers with the 76ers and, of course, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, Brandon, he's had a really great career. Um, I I think he's Hall of Fame worthy. Um, might, might be a hot topic, but if you've seen, you know, Andre's career with Philadelphia 76ers, going to the Nuggets, going to the Warriors, you know, it's just been really good. And my, my favorite highlight of his career was when he dunked on Yao Ming and Aliou Dunk. Um, he has so many highlight yeah. plays. Uh, if, if you're young, you're hearing this podcast, you could go on YouTube, search Andre Guadalla, best career done. So you'll be, your mouth will be dropping like how athletic this guy is and how smart he plays. It's just, even his handles, I mean, he has handles plays that are really great. Yeah. And a stat last night I saw on the NBC Sports Bay Area broadcast with Fitz and Buki, Klena Azabuki. Uh, 165 playoff games Andre Guadalla has played in, which I think is pretty wild. 
Yeah, that's crazy. But I mean, that speaks on Andre's fitness. He's always been one of the more athletic guys in the NBA, and he's he's done pretty good uh, considering you know somewhere in terror that he's maintained his body. Yeah, I just I just can't believe how many games he's played in. Oh, looking it up now, 170 playoff games. Jeez, Andre Iguodala, something else to be seeing, something of a nature to uh, coach these young guys. And, hey, maybe he takes a front office role like Zaza Pachulia has after he retires as a Golden State Warrior. But to close out the show here, Javi, I just want to mention this. The Golden State Warriors have changed the game. I sent you a text last night after the game was over, but I got to really reiterate this. They, even going back to the Don Nelson days, beating the Dallas Mavericks, they went small ball there. Steven Jackson there at the center position with Al Harrington. Then you draft Steph Curry, and he changes the game by the way of the three-point arc, and all kids are doing that now. And then you go to Steve Kerr's small ball and Draymond Green, switching him out with David Lee in that playoff series and really starting the Hamptons five when they added KD, even when they had Harrison Barnes. And now... Steve Kerr rolls out with a three-guard lineup. It's just not fair. The Warriors are revolu- the Warriors are revolutionizing basketball as we speak. And when we think they're dead, they keep on coming up. And like Draymond said two years ago, when Clay Thompson went down in the 19 finals, they're not done. They're going for another championship, and they seem to be proving that here today. Yeah, I agree, Brendan. And it's even crazier to say that they're – even today's NBA, how it's being already revolutionized, we're seeing teams like the Cavaliers or even the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, you have to have your big athletic wings. A lot of big guys who are able to move around mobile enough and be athletic to play defense and offense. And being the Warriors, still being a very small team, running a lineup of a 6 6 Clay, a 6 4 Poole, a 6 3 Curry a 6'7", 6'8", Wigan, the 6'5", Draymond. It's crazy to say they're still doing this and being effective. And what makes them very deadly, that lineup, is everyone can pass the ball and play off the ball. And, you know, you've seen some plays in the Nuggets series where it's like if you're watching like a soccer game, like Barcelona play, it just, they throw the ball, they tap it out, and it just zips through. And even athletic guys aren't able to keep up with that. And they just release their their shots with ease and quickness. And it's just really crazy to see how well this team, I think you could argue this is probably the most exciting I've ever seen them play. Um, yeah. You know, just very fluid offense right now. Javi, I want to say this too. When you mentioned the young guys taking over the NBA, another stat muse stat here, players that are 25 years old or younger with 30-point playoff games in the 2022 playoffs so far. We're not even a weekend, and already nine players 25 years or younger have scored 30 points. That includes Jalen Brunson, Brandon Ingram, Tyrese Maxey, and, of course, our guy, Jordan Poole. That's crazy, Brandon. And, and it's just the way players are now from Curry when he changed the game of shooting and scoring and the way the NBA has change now of being more skilled in offense we're seeing a lot of these young guys come up and being successful absolutely and I know I asked you this to start off the podcast got a little bit into it but are is this the Warriors title to lose or do you think the Warriors are guaranteed to make it to the Western Conference 
finals to make it out of the West and head to the NBA finals. We don't know the nature of the injury of um, Jordan Poole, or excuse me, not Jordan Poole, but Devin Booker out two to three weeks of, for that hamstring injury there, so that strain. And then, of course, in the East, Milwaukee without Chris Middleton, it opened things up for people like Boston now. And maybe even if the um, the Nets can come back with Ben Simmons playing the play in game four, what, what are your thoughts here? Is it the Warriors title to lose? Are they projected to just go for the finals? I don't think the Warriors should – it shouldn't be an easy walk-in to get to the finals. It, yeah. For me, it, it really – you know, for me, I thought Phoenix was going to be that key team that we're going to reach the final. But now with Booker's injury, and if you ever gotten a hamstring, Brandon, that's that's a bother injury. That's I feel like that's even worse than what Luca has with a calf strain. But I think that might hamper Suns. Um, so for me, I, I got to take out the Suns. I, I would push the Warriors slightly ahead now just because Curry is recovering and he's getting the reps to get better now. Uh, but I think the team that might give the Warriors a chance, a hard chance to get to Memphis. the finals is Memphis. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We, we've seen Memphis in the past just making it hard for them. And we, yeah, it, we have not seen the Warriors healthy or at full strength whenever they have played Memphis the last two seasons. But I think, you know, that's possibly a matchup that will be very difficult and very mm-hmm. even and split. They both play different styles of basketball. And we'll and get towards in. the East. Yeah. No. Um, I, mm-hmm. For the East, uh, I kind of have Celtics reaching that finals. I like that. I I told you before we got on there, I got the Celtics or the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid really knows what he's doing there. And it's it could be something to see there with, with James Harden there. They, they seem to be working it the right way. I don't buy Miami. They had a losing record against 500 teams in the regular season and the Atlanta Hawks seems like they're going to sweep them right there. But Javi, when we get into this matchup next week, when we have a better sense of who the Warriors are playing, you are still taking Memphis. I'm assuming Um, how many games do you think it goes? I think it could go to game six or game seven, honestly, and Minnesota can give them a run for their money. Of course. Oh my God. Last night, Javi, Minnesota blowing their lead and Memphis going on a 21-0 run. Yeah, Brandon, I, I take Memphis. I So Minnesota, we've talked about in the past that when they play really great basketball, they look like a top five team in the West, but they'll have once in a while their lack of experience. A on and off issue with them this last regular season that just passes, just closing the game out. And I think... Uh, that might be an issue towards the Memphis series. But I agree with you. I think the series goes to, towards game six. Um, and um, that could play into the Warriors' hand if, you know, we think Warriors are going to definitely beat the Nuggets. So we got Warriors moving on to the next round. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like a fool now taking the Warriors in six games. I thought Nikola Jokic was going to cause them some more trouble, but it seems like Draymond Green has found and continued his ways of stopping guys almost a foot bigger than him. That That is a, our episode here today, Javi. What a great way to close out the first round of the NBA playoffs. Hopefully Warriors try to end it 
against the Denver Nuggets. Of course, Sunday will be game four in Denver, 12.30 p.m. Start on ABC, Warriors Nuggets. Warriors looking to sweep the Denver Nuggets 4-0 to move on to the second round where they will await the winner of the Memphis Grizzlies and Minnesota Timberwolves series. I get, again, I want to shout out Cyrus Saatz's bringing me on this podcast of course, being able to host you guys every single week. Shout out to Cyrus. Hope he has a happy birthday today and hopefully tomorrow he can enjoy a 4-0 series sweep. For Javier Orlando Verde, I'm Brandon Cadiz. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And of course, this show is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.